This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our guests, Oanda Senior Market Analyst in London, Craig Earlham and Trader Nick in the United States. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, guys. Let's first talk about NVIDIA. It's amazing, the rise and rise of NVIDIA. It today became the third American company in history to score a $2 trillion valuation. Quite amazing. And that is certainly riding its uh, post-earnings euphoria. NVIDIA's $2 trillion crown comes a day after it recorded the single largest daily market cap gain of any company ever soaring by more than $275 billion. Nick, it's quite extraordinary. It certainly is. And, you know, NVIDIA is, uh, any time a stock like this has a story, it becomes incredibly hated. And I want to start there because it's interesting. Whenever you get a stock that does this sort of thing, where it just jumps leaps and bounds, people really, really start to dislike it. The main reason in the simplest form is because they're not in it, right? You have uh, a lot of people who are watching NVIDIA from the sidelines, myself included, by the way, and, and you know, wishing they had bought this thing before it did this monumental jump. It's grown revenue leaps and bounds year over year. And I actually live streamed and watched the reaction to the NVIDIA earnings. Not something I usually do, but just because this stock is just so important to the market's rally right now. You know, in some ways, you could point to that as a, as a cause for concern that the whole market, the whole world is watching one company. But it really wraps up the entire point that, uh, you know, this market is all about AI, which again, I know is a buzzword. And that's partially why a lot of people are concerned about this rally. It's all popped up on the idea that you know AI is going to change the whole world, and I don't think that anybody really would uh, dispute that AI is going to do so. I think where the dispute happens is whether or not these valuations for companies are justified. Just before we jumped on the podcast, Johnny, we were talking about how this market rally might be one of the most hated of history because there's a lot of stuff that's not you know, perfectly great in the world, right? There's there's crisis all over the world. There's also situations where the cost of living is, uh, you know, really pricing people out uh, across all different types of parts of the world. In the U.S., like housing is a real difficulty. Same thing I know in Canada. You know, you have all these, uh, and in the U.K., everywhere, really, there's this you know, rising cost of living. And meanwhile, stocks are flying. But you know, one thing that also can be felt from people who are watching the stock market right now is look at different areas of the stock market, and you'll see it's not a evenly distributed rally. You have the Russell, which has still kind of stayed down in the dumps. It's still like 15 to 20% off of all-time highs. Meanwhile, you have the Dow Jones, you have the NASDAQ, the S&P 500 rallying to all-time highs and really being led by a select few number of really killer companies. There's no disputing that Apple, Amazon, NVIDIA, these companies are game changers. It's just that is it a concern that they're the only ones that are just massively rallying while many other pockets of the market are not seeing the same kinds of love? And again, at the same time, the cost of living situation is still difficult. So I do think that this market rally, the idea of AI changing the world is certainly a thing. It's certainly a reality. But can it go too far too fast? I don't know, Craig, what do you think about um, all this? Again, just to reiterate, NVIDIA had smashing earnings. There's no disputing that this company is a monster. But 
is its concentration in leading the market and everybody being so obsessed about one company, or really you could expand it out to like 10 or less companies, the big ones, is that a cause for concern if you're looking at indices? I'll be honest, in the last 15 years, I feel like I've spent more time talking about whether the stock market valuation is justified or not, whether it's being exacerbated by one thing or another. Is it QE? Is it low interest rates? Is it the length of low interest rates? Is it the stay-at-home stocks? Is it tech in general? And now is it the big seven? There's always a reason why we're seeing stock markets kind of at these record highs. And People are always skeptical. And maybe it is what you've just said there. Maybe it is this idea of the people who are in on it and the people who will benefit from it are happy with it, back it, believe in it. And then the people who have missed out are very skeptical uh, and almost trying to convince themselves that they've not made a wrong decision, that they've not missed out on something, but the market is inevitably going to come back. And maybe that is just that psychological element to it. But there's no doubting that the Big Seven has played a massive, massive role in what we've seen in the US over the course of the last 12 months, really kind of since like March time last year. But what I find almost more interesting is that Europe is doing really well as well. And there isn't a big tech sector in Europe. It's not like we've got an NVIDIA, an Apple uh, of Europe. It's less reliant on one particular sector of stocks. Whereas tech is the big thing now, we don't really have this similar kind of comparative, especially with regards to tech in Europe. But then you look at the Eurostox 50 and it is also trading at record highs. You look at uh, the DAX and it's been at record highs. You look at the CAC uh, in France and we're talking record highs. So while I understand the skepticism about is the rally in the US sustainable? The fact that it's been replicated in Europe is the one thing that makes me think it probably is and that maybe there is more to it than just uh, the big seven, even if they are quite clearly uh, leading the way. But you could then also ask the question, is the rally in Europe sustainable, right? Because at least in the US, you could say we've got a solid economy, we've got a really strong labour market, and even though interest rates are really high, inflation is not far from target. So interest rates could fall even with that situation. Well, in, in Europe, we've got a recession in the UK. We've got recession probably in Germany. And that's what the Bundesbank was saying uh, just last week is they think the Q1 growth is going to be negative. So we'll probably see recession there. The block as a whole escaped recession at the end of last year, recording 0% growth quarterly. So literally by the, by the skin of its teeth. There's other areas like France, which are continuing to struggle as well. So it's not like we've got a booming economy in Europe. And maybe the one thing going for the euro area is that inflation is falling and that weaker economy is probably going to aid the decision to cut interest rates, probably, I think, at this point earlier than the Federal Reserve. But at the same time, that's not really a fantastic argument. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be really one to watch because it, it, it is more widespread than just the big seven in that it, we're seeing moves in Europe as well. And the fascinating part, that is what you've just talked about. We've got a cost of living crisis. We've got an economy that's flatlining. We've got interest rates that are high. We've got inflation that's still high. And we've not yet seen the light at the end of the tunnel, but stock markets would suggest otherwise. Yeah. And just to add to that, Craig, you know, you mentioned uh, the euro area stock market. I mean, there's also the Nikkei. The Nikkei uh, is flying high, right? It had that, uh, you know, just monumental rise here towards the end of the year alongside US stocks. So you're seeing it, uh, to your point, expand many other places. And I just want to also reiterate that this is, it feels very current. It feels very like there, there's this wall of worry, but 
there's an old adage in the stock market world, in Wall Street world, it's that the stock market climbs the wall of worry. And oftentimes, you know, you can look up throughout history, there's always a reason to be pessimistic on stocks. But at the end of the day, I think the big one is what are earnings looking like? You know, for companies at the end of the day, when you have smash hit earnings, even if it's from big numbers like NVIDIA, again, I mentioned, I hate that I'm not in the stock, but at the end of the day, I have to acknowledge that that's a remarkable story that is rallying many other companies behind it. And, you know, just to reiterate uh, how, how this could expand to other areas, there's a case that many traders and investors might make that the rise in AI right now is hitting the top companies that can very quickly monetize it. But at some point, perhaps there's a trickle down effect where the average company sees the benefits of AI. Maybe their accounting system is uh, able to remove accountants from their system and replace it with AI. It's kind of a creepy story, but you ask yourself, why are the, the big magnificent seven companies rallying so hard? Well, the unattractive truth about it is that it's cutting jobs, right? AI can replace jobs and that's the quickest way to monetize. Is it a scary thing? Yes. Is it a reality? It is. And that's what the market is, is looking at right now. Could it also be a precursor to an AI crash like we had the dot-com crash all those years ago, 20-odd years ago? Yeah, there is going to be a lot of people who want to jump on the bandwagon like they did with cryptocurrency and so on. The same thing could happen to other smaller companies that people jump on because it's got the letters AI in it. Well, to be honest, I mean, I don't think we've seen that big a rally in many other stocks related to AI. I think it has so far been consigned to a relatively small number of companies. So you may be thinking further down the road where we do see that where, I mean, obviously the most ridiculous example with the kind of the crypto element was Long Island blockchain, right? Previously made iced tea and jumped on the crypto bandwagon uh, all those years ago. There may be examples further down the line where we do see companies who embrace AI, talk a lot about their AI capabilities, see a share price surge, and then ultimately don't live up to expectations. But at this point in time, I just don't feel like the the kind of wealth has been spread, as it were, in terms of share prices of companies because people are still trying to work out who is benefiting from it, who has the capabilities to benefit most from it, and to what extent the most obvious stocks are the ones who have, have so far seen the biggest share price moves i wonder what the ordinary man or woman on the street feels about this though because you you had a long list there craig uh, before nick responded of uh, all the downsides yes employment is high at the moment we've still got a cost of living crisis though and uh, people will resent this uh, bullish run won't they yeah, exactly. I mean, when you when you think about this bullish run, I mentioned something in my last statement that uh, is a very reasonable thing to be concerned, worried, or even upset at, which is layoffs, right? AI is a very uh, attractive way of perhaps indicating layoffs for many, many jobs. I mean, at the end of the day, that that is one of the quickest ways, as I mentioned, to monetize AI is to replace people who are working when their salaries that are very costly to companies. And again, that goes directly to the bottom line. Is it kind of scary? Yes. And is that part of the reason why people are concerned about, you know, this rally? Yeah. I know just anecdotally and on my end of things, I know several people in the tech world here in the US that have been laid off. And is that a big trend right now? Maybe not so, but if you get any sort of hiccup in the economy, that certainly could be a bigger story to come. I think also when you look at semiconductor companies is this, you, you asked a question, you said, is this kind of a precursor to a big sell-off? 
There are some similarities to 1999, but one of the big differences, I mentioned it earlier, earnings are there with a lot of these companies. Whereas with the dot-com world stuff, obviously I wasn't trading or investing at the time. Were you even born? I was barely born. I was a couple of years old at this time. And so, you know, I was learning about all this stuff, you know, uh, trying to look at the differences. And and one of the key ones was that a lot of these companies were pumped up on air. And the last thing I will say about the AI rally, think about when it stemmed out of it. It came out of 2022, which was a year of pessimism and fear. So some, I would argue, validity goes to the AI story because it was sprung up out of a time of absolute pessimism and its validity is made a little bit more apparent. If it was happening at the end of a bull market, I feel like it would be a different feel than at the start of one, where as Craig mentioned, maybe you start to see those stories, maybe you start to get some hopium and some some too far gone kind of stories towards the end of an AI rally. But there's an argument to be made that this is an early phase. Now you'll have bumps in the road, you may have significant sell-offs, overvaluations, but I think generally the earnings are kind of backing the story right now overall and the potential is there. Now, of course, again, like I said, they can get pumped up in the meantime, but overall, I think it's a little bit different than just purely people who are slapping domain names and valuing it massively. Indeed. And you're right. This is an early stage in the uh, AI story. And uh, when you think about it, the vast, vast majority of people have very little clue as to what it really means. So maybe there's still time to jump on before everybody else decides, I think it's a good idea. I'm sure we'll be talking about this many, many times in the the months ahead, guys, but very interesting stuff. Have a great weekend and uh, we will speak next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 